It's a blast grabbing cash. Find out for yourself during the $40,000 Blast of Cash, Saturdays at Twin Arrows. Two random hot seat winners get to enter the cash booth for 30 seconds to grab up to $1,000 cash. Drawings happen every hour from 6 till 10 p.m. on Saturdays in July at Twin Arrows Casino Resort. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona or 1-800-GAMBLER. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, one and all. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're still coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to find out about the programming we have available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, 24-7-365, visit online at www.xzbn.net. Exxonation, my guest this hour is Dr. Wayne Carr, and after many years of teaching the psychic intuitive technique of remote viewing, Dr. Carr found it to be an excellent discipline to develop one's psychic intuitive abilities, especially integrating it with other practices of mindfulness, meditation, integral yoga, and and so on. In the last 20 years, he has deeply explored and taught remote viewing in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. He has pioneered in the process of spiritual, therapeutic, and medical remote viewing. Dr. Carr, since high school, has always had a passion for finding out the true nature of reality and self. Since the 60s, he has extensively explored Zen Buddhism, philosophy, meditation, shadow work, um, science and consciousness, etc. Dr. Carr currently has a holistic psychotherapy practice in Seattle and conducts bi-monthly integral enlightenment training workshops focusing on people getting their next development level and eventually to the integral level and the enlightenment level. Now, Dr. Carr believes that enlightenment is within the reach of many people and that communities of awakening must be created to support this. He believes that the world will change significantly only when a certain percentage of the population reaches these higher levels of development. His website is www.enlightenmentdrcar.com. And Dr. Carr, welcome to the Exxon, sir. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to have you, sir. Um, tell me, Dr. Carr, um, when did you when did you first study, or when did you first start this quest into the many years of this research that you've done? Well, when I was in elementary school, I had a neighbor that would do seances mm-hmm. and psychic readings, and uh, we would look out. Uh, it was right next to a graveyard, and she would do psychic <laughs> readings uh, while we watched... Uh, they, they accidentally left the door to the crematorium open. So all sorts of spooky things oh, wow. happened. And uh, then I became interested in philosophy. And and then I had uh, a roommate whose sister was doing, this was back in the 80s, mm-hmm. whose sister was doing her doctoral dissertation on remote viewing. And that's where I really became intrigued. And then I finally started taking workshops with Manny Courtney Brown, when his, his first large workshop um, and that's why I really uh, started to get it under my belt, so to speak. Um, when we talk about psychic phenomena, uh, in today's society, more and more people are learning about it. More and more people want to learn about it. They want to get involved with it. But there are so many people out there, doctor, unlike yourself, who know what the heck they're talking about. So how can someone listening to us tonight, besides having the knowledge that you are now there, actually know who to go to and who to trust and who knows what they're talking about. Well, it's risky 
because you have to have good bullshit detectors because there is a lot of bullshit out there. Yeah. And uh, so if, if you develop a, a, a practice of uh, discernment through meditation and certainly, certainly through reading um, and also self-trust, you really have to learn to trust yourself. Uh, what I tell my, my psychotherapy clients, uh, when, when you're trusting yourself, I'm doing my job. But it takes practice to learn deep self-trust and to really listen to oneself. So I think one's own intuition, our own uh, uh, t internal mm -hmm. uh, fine-tuning will tell us. But we have to at least have some connection to that. Otherwise, we're, we'll, we're lost, basically. Let me ask you, doctor, why don't we trust ourselves? We're taught not to. We are uh, taught that uh, all authority is external. It's uh, the government and the church and this and that mm -hmm. and in the school teacher. And uh, so we're never really taught to really pay attention to ourselves, to pay attention to our own inward dashboard, so to speak, yeah. to look at the lights on our own inward dashboard and develop it. So, so would you say, sir, that when you bring people to the self-awareness that they can trust themselves, that you have done some basic deprogramming on what society has pounded into them or into them as the way it should be compared to the way yes. it really is? Yeah, what happens when we grow up, what should be eclipses our natural mm -hmm. inborn interest in, in what is. So it's bringing that back online. The children are more interested in what is than what should be, right. but we get to, we shame them, we, we condition them. Once we get back online to our own natural abiding interest in what is and then begin to let go of the shoulds, and develop more mature coping skills, let go of the old coping skills, and develop a new identity of who we really are. And it, it and then we go through levels of personal growth as we become more and more authentic and more and more self-realized. How do you deal with a person whose self-esteem is so low, sir, that they just can't get to the point where they can start trusting themselves? I get a lot of that in my practice. I would imagine so. So, so it takes attention because people grow up never really feeling seen, hmm. never really feeling heard, never really feeling important. Um, so it's my job to really truly listen on the deepest level possible, what's right. in their soul, what's in their heart, and feed it back to them so that they feel seen, they feel like they exist, they feel like they're important, and they feel encouraged. And once that starts, it, a crack in the door of self-love and self-respect begins to open. And it's my job to just let it open more and more gradually, that sense of self-trust mm -hmm. and, and paying attention to your body, to your, to your heart, to your feelings, particularly feelings. As a licensed uh, psychologist, sir, do you see that or do you find that the problems people are coming to see you with now are much more deeper and much more complicated the, today than they were, let's say, 10, 15 years ago? I'd say there's certainly more addiction problems mm, really? and more problems, I say, related to nutrition mm -hmm. because what we eat affects our brain right? and affects our depression and our feelings. So, and I think there's an increase in distrust of government, distrust, and distrust of oneself. We're, we're in a distrust-based society in the United States and probably a little less or so in Canada. Oh, I don't know about that, sir. <laughs> I really don't know about that. Maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so it's my job to, to develop trust within oneself and also trust within the family to mm -hmm. develop, develop trust-based systems, trust-based educational systems. So, would, I, would I be safe in saying that because of the society we live in now that the 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 disruption of the family unit or the severing of the family unit is playing a major role in some of the problems that you're seeing? Oh, absolutely, particularly with fathers. Mm. Uh, there's a book called Fatherless America that, well, 40% roughly of American families do not have fathers present. Oh, gosh. That is a huge wound that men have to grow up with, and so men are not getting what they need. Uh, women less so, but women tend to be, and girls tend to be surpassing men in every aspect of life now. Um, so My it's gosh. really tragic. And also, 
basically our society has become a human zoo. Uh, basically, we, we behave more like zoo animals than animals of the wild. So we develop all these weird behaviors, neurosis, fixations. Um, and we also have this need for tribe, which we don't get now. And Facebook <laughs> doesn't make it. I understand that fully. In fact, my question to you was going to be, with the popularity of the social networks and the social media, is this, a, in your opinion, is this an asset or a, a troubling point that people get involved in the virtual, virtual world that they have a problem assimilating back into the real world? Well, I think currently it is more of a problem than an asset. I think in the future, mm -hmm. with more enlightened people, more awakened people in our society, this might change. But right now, there's a, I think it's called the Hikimaru. There's a, like a million to a half a million uh, Japanese boys who never leave their room. And I'm sure that wow. same phenomenon is going on in Canada and the U.S. Yep. that are so addicted to the digital world that they, it's like, why go outside? And they just stay in their room and they don't learn social skills. They, they're totally clueless about how to connect, how to form a tribe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's really a, a major, major problem. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break for this uh, segment. And Exonation, my guest this hour is Dr. Wayne Carr. His uh, website is www.enlightenment.com. D-R-C-A-R-R.com. That's Enlightenment, D-R-Car.com. And Dr. Carr and I will be back on the other side of this break discussing Enlightenment here this hour in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can check out the Exxon TV channel on Simultv.com. And the X Chronicles newspaper is still available at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. We'll be back after the short break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. 
As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Explanation, uh, Dr. Wayne Carr is my special guest this hour, www.enlightenmentdrcar.com. And uh, Dr. Carr, what is enlightenment for those who may be joining us tonight for the first time and they haven't heard that term before? Okay. Well, my first response is yikes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mine too, mine too, but we must be careful. So, well, certainly uh, there are many wisdom traditions where the ultimate state is the state of enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And it's also what could, could be considered a stage and a state, but it's, it's, uh, it's being fully awake. Um, it's, uh, we, when we wake up from a, a dream, mm-hmm. we think we're awake. Because we can look back and say it was only a dream. Right. But most of the day we're in a trance. Uh, so uh, if you go into a deep state of meditation where your mind clears out, the rush hour traffic clears out, the mm-hmm. silt in the pond falls to the bottom, you get a, develop a clarity and a higher sense of awakening where you look back at your previous state, what you thought was awake, you say, oh, I was asleep then too. So enlightenment is abiding more and more uh, in that space of being awake, uh, being with isness, so to speak, being uh, with sort of the screen of pure consciousness uh, and not get caught up in the movie that's on the screen. So most of us, we have our own screen of consciousness, Mm -hmm. but we get caught up in the movie that's on it. We think that's us. We identify with the different characters on the screen. We think that's us, and we fight, and we struggle, and we cause a lot of suffering because of this misidentification. So enlightenment is, first of all, uh, well, the mystics say it's seeing that which is already the case, our true nature. We've always been the screen of pure consciousness. We've always been resting in isness. We've never been away from what is. So, and seeing the illusion of that so clearly that it begins to fall away, that you cease to identify with it. So your identity change, your coping skills change, and your way of behaving in the world change, changes. And so, that opens the door for love and bliss and compassion. So, uh, so does that mean the yeah. world that I think I live in is really not the world I live in? Yes. Well, I would say yes and no. Okay. Uh, cer- certainly, rain re- research shows that the waking state and the dream state are not that different. We are full of images yes. and full of imaginings, and we're, we're always uh, looking in our imagination. And, of course, we need that to function in the world. But the problem is, is when we accept that and identify it then it becomes problematic. And of course, reality testing, really questioning things like, is this real? Is mm-hmm. it true? Uh, to really listen to one's body, to listen to one's intuition. I think we have a sense of truth, a sense of reality um, that tells us when something is real. And uh, I, that also gets developed with remote viewing, the sense of actually seeing, of actually experiencing versus what you imagine or what you overlay or project onto the world. So most of us see the world as we are mm-hmm. rather than see the world as it is. So so does that mean, sir, over the years as, as society has changed going from the different uh, paths of history, including the the uh, the industrial revolution to the wars to the technological ages that our consciousness has evolved along with these advances in order to keep up with the illusion well 
I think we've developed new uh, new illusions, new belief system, and I think there's a progression upward. Mm -hmm. You know, we no longer uh, subscribe to slavery and child labor and uh, all sorts of primitive beliefs, magical thinking. Right. So we're becoming more and more rational. In fact, we've come from you know pre-rational to rational, and now we're beginning to move to transrational. So which involves yeah. So evolution is not what we perceive it to be alone. We're also evolving um, spiritually by gaining this enlightenment. I think it's a field that okay. uh, encompasses the whole earth. The more enlightened beings there are on the planet, mm -hmm. the more it affects the rest of it. It's like the hundred monkey effect. All oh, right. Okay. So more and more people are becoming enlightened and will becoming enlightened, and that's. From my perspective, the main hope of the world, if we if that happens in time, because right now there are so many things in the balance that could destroy us. Yeah, that is so true, sir. That is so true. How do our inborn psychic abilities play into our own growth? Well, it's part of who we are. We were born with this. We evolved with this. Uh, it's the first sense. Animals have it. That's why they uh, they know about earthquakes and tsunamis mm -hmm. before we do. So and it's how early man navigated and found food and found his way home and water. So we have that in us, and we're supposed to use it. But it's atrophied. It's shamed out of us. So many people are shamed for having these abilities, um, especially by fundamentalist religions. Uh, rather than developing it and using it mm -hmm. um, so that we, again, trust ourselves, trust what our body is telling us, trust what our intuition is yeah. telling us. Um, yeah. You know, I, I agree with you 100%, sir. When I was in the police force, and I, I had a training officer, his name was Lewis, and he always told us, trust your gut instinct. Always yeah. trust your gut. When you get that gut feeling, do not, whatever you do, second-guess yourself. Mm. And you know what? I, I can, this is from personal experience, sir. He was right, and there <laughs> is that gut feeling. And in fact, over the years, I've been able to use his experience and his teaching to me to relate to other people who are not involved in law enforcement, but every mom and dad that I know have had the feeling that something was wrong with one of their children. Yes. That's an intuitive feeling. So people say, well, nah, it's a bunch of bunk. And I'll just say, well, have you ever had the... Have you ever had that feeling that something is wrong with your family or your kid or you get that knot in your gut, nah, something's wrong? Everybody's got it. And I think that over the years, people have to try to uh, suppress it because it doesn't fit with their, with their um, sociological status, if you get what I mean. Okay. Yeah, we're taught in school to yeah. be rational, to be scientific, although there is ample scientific research to support our psychic abilities yep. and our intuitive abilities. But there's this closed mindset that doesn't allow it, that we're frightened of it. And so it never gets developed. And it, it, to me, it's like wine tasting. The more mm. you do it, the more you trust it, the, and the more refined it gets and the more accurate it is. But when we first start out uh, reading our what our gut is saying, yeah, we're going to make some mistakes. Yep. It's not 100% perfect. But. We're not perfect. So yeah. we're, going, we're going to make mistakes. Um, how can one tell what level of growth or development that one is actually in right now? Okay, so I like to say shut up and look <laughs> because we're so much in our heads. We're uh -huh. so full of shoulds. We're so full of conceptions. The only way is to sort of step back and get a sense of who you really are. And um, and also, can you, can you look from a second and third person perspective? Can you back off that much to really uh, get a sense of who you are and ask yourself, who am I? Look outside the box. To look outside the box. Right. And be in earnest and to really um, look at yourself and your fears, to look into one's own shadow because shadow is what 
keeps us from growing and developing our mm-hmm. own fears. So a lot of us do what's called freeze and see, seize and freeze. We grab onto a belief system, a self-identity, and we hold on to it because it gives us security. So it never gets updated. So we believe these outmoded beliefs and hold on to them for dear life. Wow. So we end up using the amygdala part of the brain, uh, which is the fear center of the brain. So we see the world through this this filter of fear. So if you are really, if security is more important to you than truth, then you would be at a lower level of developing. The more you have an open mindset, open to new experience, open to learning new things, and being open to not knowing, to be totally empty, to really say, I don't know anything about this, and, and start to look at things from beginner's mind, mm-hmm. fresh, and avoid black and white black and white thinking. So So it sounds like at times we're our own worst enemies. Absolutely. And but it's not our fault because this gets passed down from yeah. generation to generation to generation. We're victims of victims of victims. It's uh, it's called the emotional plague by some people. Uh, and it's really tragic a tragic uh, tragedy that we live in this human zoo where we don't take care of ourselves. We're mm-hmm. obese. Uh, we don't eat right. We don't take care. We don't take care of ourselves. We take better care of our cars than we do ourselves. We do. Yeah. yeah. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. And Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Dr. Wayne Carr. His website is www.enlightenment.com. That's www.enlightenment.com. Com. And Dr. Carr and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget, Exxon Nation, you can uh, listen to the Exxon Broadcast Network 24-7, 365 by going to www.xzbn.net. And one more pitch for the good old X Chronicles newspaper at www.xchroniclesnewspaper.com. It's online. The new issue is up there, 92 full-color pages. And we've been publishing that newspaper monthly since 1991. We'll be back on the other side of this break with our guest, Dr. Wayne Carr. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. 
Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Exonation, Dr. Wing Carr is our guest this hour, www.enlightenmentdrcarr.com. We were talking earlier, Dr. Carr, about how one needs to trust themselves. And with all the misinformation that is being spewed at people 24-7, 365 by the media, as well as the information online, how can people best protect themselves from, from getting trapped in the media frenzies? Um, first thing that comes to mind is a serious practice of meditation. Um, and uh, I would suggest starting like five minutes a day, just sitting, letting your mind come to rest. It's like a pendulum uh, coming to rest. Your mind already knows how to meditate. So if you let it come to rest, it'll start becoming more clear and more discerning. And you'll be able mm -hmm. to discern bullshit illusions uh, you'll be much less likely to be caught up in beliefs and then you'll start developing more and more self-trust the thing is we lose touch of touch with our dashboard which has tells us about our body tells us about what we want what we think what we need mm -hmm our biological needs. So uh, there's a saying, uh, which I like, it's a simple, simplest formula for living. Live life according to what you notice. And if you can do that, then you're much less likely to get caught up in the bullshit. The other thing is we have uh, the emotion or the sense of disgust. Something we've evolved for millions of years to tell us what is toxic for us, what we can't stomach. But we learn to anesthetize that, to numb that out, because we get stuff shoved down our throat in school by our parents uh, and by all the stuff we eat. So right. we numb that. So we lose our ability to discern. Um, so it's so important to be able to listen to that. Like, this, this doesn't feel right. This feels toxic. And not run away from it. Um, all right. That makes a lot of sense. That really does. How can one integrate one's abilities and the parts of oneself? You know, it seems that this could, is this supposed to work like a yin and a yang? Well, uh, I think part of growing up, part of growth, I mean, we, life grows. We all grow. We all mm -hmm. have an impulse to grow. We all have an impulse to evolve. And Unfortunately, we lose touch with that. I like the, the saying from Bob Dylan, those who aren't busy born are busy dying. So, and part of this growth process is to integrate um, the different parts of ourselves, uh, particularly stuff from our shadow, the part that got left, parts that got left behind. So shadow is the part with that parts of ourselves that we hide, repress, or deny, or anesthetize that we need. So growing up, we learned we couldn't be certain ways in order to be loved. We can only be certain ways. So integration means paying attention to that which we lost to, to reassemble so that all the different parts of ourselves find their rightful place 
at the table. And I'll say that again, it's so important in integration that all parts of ourselves find their rightful place at the table. But uh, some parts tries to do, try to do the work of the other parts, mm -hmm. like the head tries to do the work of the heart, which happens with so many people. They think they can think their way out of things and they lose touch with their feelings. So integration is about paying attention to what wants to be integrated, that we are self-healing, self-integrating organisms. And that we need to integrate the reptilian brain with the primate brain and the human brain. We all have all three brains within us, but we think if we just live in the cortex or the upper part of the brain that we're going to be okay. No, who we really are is way, way deep down into the brain, into the limbic system of the brain, the primate brain and the reptilian brain. So it's learning to bring that back online and to fully feel, to fully self-regulate and by doing that, we can begin to heal. What is the reptilian brain, sir? Okay, it's the, the brain stem and the lower part of the brain that has to do with, you know, fight or flight, okay. aggression, protection, uh, emergencies. Mm -hmm. It also self-regulates us, you know, once we run from the lion, so to speak, and back in our caves. And it also helps restore us and catch our breath and, and normalize and heal us. So that's the more of the reptilian brain. And we need that because our instincts are there. And also our psychic abilities are there also too. So we need to honor that rather mm -hmm. than transcend and exclude it. We need to include it in our development and integrate it even more. But how do we do this? Uh, I, I can understand how one must, you know, work the different levels and how one must look at oneself from outside and look at the man in the mirror as Michael Jackson sang about. Yeah. But if you're living in uh, an environment that won't allow that change, for example, if we have uh, young people listening to us tonight and they, they can associate with everything you're saying, but they're living at home and the problem isn't how they perceive life, that they want to change, but they're living in such a uh, a paradox that they cannot make those changes completely, and yet they want to make those cha as changes so so badly. They want it. They want to. They want yes. to. You know, it's, it must be very frustrating for these people. And and what can we do? What can they do? Well, first of all, environment is important. Uh, there's a lot of uh, you know uh, spiritual ideas that say mm -hmm. oh, it all has to come from within. No, environment is equally important. So if you're in a shitty, crappy environment and that's toxic for you and you're a developing boy or girl, mm -hmm. it's going to be really hard. So uh, you need to hang around enlightened people. You need to have hang your therapy. You need to find uh, teachers that you really resonate with. And you need to listen to your own internal discontent. There's something called creative discontent. To listen to that, to say, this is not enough. This, I need more. Right. And, of course, growing up, you can't say, well, I'm going to get new parents. <laughs> you can't do it. So you That's have right. to re end up repressing it. So later on, you have to learn how to access and, and bring those parts of yourself back online, which means you have to feel the pain. We're in a society that is so phobic towards pain that anything but feel pain, but there's a saying, pain plus avoidance equals suffering. So the more we can process pain mm -hmm. and feel the pain of our childhood, uh, the more we can get those parts of ourselves back. But we need support. That's why we need a tribe. We need, we need some kind of group or support network to help us do that. Uh, to bring that back online. Otherwise, it's nearly it's nearly impossible. Uh, is is that why there are people who basically live in separate worlds at one time? Uh, you know, the world of reality, they just can't cope, so they create their own inner world of illusion? Yeah. And I think we all do that. I think it's just a matter of degree. So sure. the people who, are, who do it in extreme cases, you know, they, be, they become... Um, you know, schizophrenic right. or uh, delusional, but we're all delusional. It's just a matter of degree because we all true. buy and swallow the stuff that we shove down our throat. So again, the importance is to wake up. What is mindfulness and why is it important? 
mindfulness is a daily practice of being awake. I look at it as how, how many times an hour can I really be awake? Can I really be aware of my breath? Breath is so important for, for mindfulness. Mindfulness means being aware of what's in front of my face, being aware of the obvious, uh, being aware of my needs, um, be, noticing what you notice, but from a place of, of clarity, from a place of, uh, of silence, so that you can discover things as they arise in your consciousness. So, but it also, it also means being mindful of your own pain, mm. because there's something called um, spiritual bypassing, where people go into spirituality and meditation in order to avoid what's in their basement. They, they avoid the pain from childhood. So mindfulness includes both pain, pleasantness and unpleasantness, and breathing into it and allowing self-regulation to occur. It's just noticing. Uh, for example, when you walk down the street to really see the trees, to really see things, mm -hmm. um, to really feel your body, to really... Uh, appreciate the isness of things. So I think bottom line in terms of enlightenment, mindfulness, is this a movement away from shoulds to the isness of things and just appreciating the perfume of the present. So it looks like William Shakespeare was really correct when he said, to thine own self be true. To thine own self be true and to thine own true self be true because so many of us mm -hmm. develop false self and... So we have an authentic self that gets covered up, that's really there, and our job is to uncover it. And we also have a, what some people would call a Buddha nature, a spiritual self that is uh, beyond the mind, that's outside the mind. Dr. Carr, please stand by, sir. We have to take our final break for this hour. And Dexone Nation, my guest this hour is Dr. Wayne Carr. His website, www.enlightenmentdrcarr.com. That's C-A-R-R dot com. So that's Enlightenment, D-R-C-A-R-R dot com. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. 
Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Dr. Wayne Carr is my guest this hour, Exonation, www.enlightenmentdrcarr.com. And uh, first of all, Dr. Carr, thanks very much for joining us. Great having you back here in the Exxon. Thank you. Uh, you know, like, when we talk about enlightenment, we talk about mindfulness, we talk about the, the topics that we've been talking about, spirituality and self-worth and, and so on. And, and you mention, and it seems to me that meditation is the... Is, is the center of what we need to do in order to balance ourselves. Why is meditation so important? It's giving the space for the mind to do what it needs to do, what it already knows how to do. It allows perspective to occur. For example, when we narrow focus on a problem, mm -hmm. it's like focusing on a pea and we zoom in on it and that pea becomes bigger and bigger and pretty soon that little pea takes up our whole field of vision and it becomes earth-shaking We can't, and, and it becomes an emergency. But when we meditate, it that pea sort of uh, goes back into the background and at arm's length you say, oh crap, it's just a pea. Right. So it puts things back into perspective and then we don't have to identify it. We don't have to grasp all the time. Um, it allows us to see the illusion of our identifications. And it's hard, unless you're meditating, it's mm -hmm. hard to convey that to another. But all I can do is invite people to meditate, to have some kind of practice, start with five minutes a day. And there's, I think there's many misconceptions about meditation. Um, and there's many forms of meditation. Um, what but, form of meditation would you suggest? Uh, the simplest form, which a lot of people endorse, mm -hmm. and that's just sitting, being aware of your breath. It helps to count your breath. But eventually, you just want to allow a space to open up. Um, and that happens by itself. It's involuntary. So basically, what meditation uh, does is leave a window open for the wind. We can't control when the wind comes and wind blows, but meditation allows for the wind to blow of self-healing, of self-regulation, of self-enlightenment, of, of, of compassion, and the ability to see through illusions, especially seeing through the illusion of the self, that's which we I've identified with. But that comes with time. Um, would it be safe to say that meditation is like a, a personal reboot of your system? Precisely. It allows the system to reboot. And the deeper you go, the deeper the reboot. And what I like to teach people is, you know, a lot of people really make an effort like I've got to not think of anything. I've right. got to quiet my mind. And basically you split yourself into two parts, the part that's making effort, the mm -hmm. part that's the effect of the effort. Meditation is not about splitting yourself into two parts. It's about letting the mind become unified. Um, so what I like to say is whatever gets your attention is what should get your attention while you're meditating. Whatever gets your attention is what should get your attention. So there you go back to this organismic self-trust. 
that if I trust myself, then whatever gets my attention is what should get my attention. All I have to do is gently bring my attention back to my breath. So therefore, there's no uh, distractions in meditation. So therefore, by bringing your self-trust back where it belongs, you're also reinstating your own intuitive, um, your own intuitiveness. Precisely, Ah. yeah. You know, when I go home at night, my day starts at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I usually get back home around 2.33 in the morning. Wow. Yeah, long days. I sit down in the living room. The lights are off, and there's no music. My wife, God bless her, she's gone to bed, and the, the dogs are in bed with her. On the floor, not in the bed with her. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit there, and, and I close my eyes, and it's like, that rebooting, that clearing, and I have to do it. Yes. And I feel better once I do it. I'm able to to say, okay, now I can go on and get ready for the next day. I can go to bed, go to sleep, and my next day starts. But I, can, I fully understand the rebooting system because that's what it feels like. And I know it works because I do it. Yes. And it's an important part of life. I think it's essential. Essential. I think yes. early man did it. Uh, maybe they didn't call it meditation, but I think early man did just a lot of sitting mm-hmm. and just being. Uh, we're so afraid of just being. We've become human doings. So we've lost touch with our just being, to just be with what is, just be with who we are. And what it does, it inoculates you against stress. It inoculates me against stress. So things don't bother you as much. Didn't we call people who used to sit there and relax and think philosophers at one time? Um, at, I think at one time, yes. Not, But not to confuse mental thinking activity with meditation because meditation means the... There's plenty of room for thought, but right. there's room between the thoughts. There's it, One begins to dwell in the space in which thoughts occur. So there's less identification. Thinking is important for sure. Mm-hmm. But through meditation and through, I think what I would say, enlightenment, is learning in this to dwell in the space whereby thoughts occur, which is, hmm. to me, that's magical. You talk about our shadow. How can we heal our shadow or other parts of ourselves that we hide? So again, um, shadow is part of ourselves Mm -hmm. that we hide, repress, or deny, or we anesthetize it. We had to do it as children. Uh, Just like a wolf that gets its paw caught in a bear trap in the the mountains will chew its paw off in order to survive. So we have to leave different parts of ourselves behind. So that part gets left behind, but and the in the unconscious, however, it leaks out sideways. Mm-hmm. So uh, we act out unconsciously. We develop addictions. We we uh, sabotage our relationships. We keep repeating the same pattern over and over again. So, uh, but the unconscious, basically, where the shadow is kept waits patiently until we reach a developmental level where we can handle the pain, where we can actually deal with it, we can actually integrate it. So, and that's why some people or a lot of people, especially in my practice, like, why is this happening to me all, all at once? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the stuff from the past is coming up. Well, it's the unconscious knocking on your door and saying, well, you're, you're, you're ready now. <laughs> so, you're, you're, you know when you're ready, you just have to accept it. And start working on it. And be willing to not be phobic of pain. Get the support because yeah. some of that stuff is so unbearably painful that we need somebody else to hold our hand while we bear the unbearable. But there's a lot of stuff laid down there in the primitive nervous system waiting to be felt. I believe what you can feel, you can heal. What you can feel, you can heal. So... Um, but if we avoid our feelings, if we rationalize it, if we just run away into a belief system or this and that, anything but feel our feelings, then we never get to grow up. We never get to develop mature coping skills. We never get to develop a mature identity. 
Uh, we've got about uh, two minutes left, Dr. Carr. Uh, okay. What are some practical things that one can do to wake up and, and grow up? Uh, commitment, earnestness. You have to be earnest about waking up and growing up. You have to value waking up more than security. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't. They choose to be safe. So that's their choice. But life usually kicks their ass over and over again until they begin yeah. to wake up or, or die. So uh, earnestness and earnestness of intention, commitment, um, and to learn to love truth, to really be willing to see others and be seen, and also to have fun. Because I like the IFI club, which stands for, if it isn't fun, F it. <laughs> Now that is so, unique. That is unique. We'll have to write that down as a as a carism. So there's also the saying that when you die, you have to stand before God and account for all the fun you fail to have. So it's about learning to dance. So that's what happens when you become more enlightened. You cease to grasp. You're not grasping the steering wheel so tight, mm-hmm. so you can go back into life. Be a businessman. Be in the marketplace, but you're not. You're. It's a dance more than a struggle, and that's where life starts to become fun. Doctor Carr, uh, first of all, thank you again for coming on the show, sir. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you, as well as the uh, the services that you offer. Um, yes. Well, uh, I also have another website, which is. Uh, uh, psychotherapydoctorcar.com psychotherapydoctorcar.com it's offline right now it'll be online in a couple of days um, and they are uh, certainly welcome to call me is it okay if I give out my oh, phone oh please number? do sir if you'd like to okay yeah I don't mind that I, I really am for personal contact uh, it's uh, 425-488-5496 425-488-5496 Dr. Wayne Carr thank you very much for sharing your time with us here on the X-Zone, sir, and I hope that we have the pleasure of having you back on because, you know, this is what people need to know. And if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And, sir, you're part of the solution. Uh, thank you so much. You really take, appreciate it. You take care of yourself, doctor. Thank you. Exonation. Nation, our guest this hour has been Dr. Wayne Carr. And once again, if you'd like to contact uh, Dr. Carr, visit his website at www.enlightenmentdrcar.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. 
For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.